to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I am Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Part 2. I think it's time we should take this game level by level. And you begin in level one. Very iconic. Yeah, this, um... It reminds me so much of the first game. And the manual has a little preview, and this uh, has them all separated as quests. So this is quest one, the dead place. Okay. And then even before this, you are treated to a little opening cinematic. Oh, yeah. Of the princess being kidnapped. Uh, the castle and all the going yeah, on around like it. Yeah, it's like there's fireworks. It's like a ball or something, and then it's a little lame to be honest with you. It it's stretched out. I'm mean, like, yeah. you could condense this down to about thirty seconds. And yeah, the zoom into that window kind of gets me too. It's a little cheap. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, this was you know early Super Nintendo, so they're showing off their Mode Seven scaling stuff. Yes, but, but this level does have some really cool features in it, uh, starting with the fact that the ground you're on in this haunted yeah, it's graveyard. A, yeah, haunted graveyard, yeah. Shifts beneath your feet. Sometimes it'll sink, sometimes it will rise. Yeah, it's um and there you can see a lot of these coffins in the background and coffins will emerge from the ground or kind of float up and spawn and that's where all these uh the non-stop zombies come from. Yeah. Now, you don't really get to enjoy the shifting ground because these zombies are everywhere, relentlessly attacking you and slowing down your progress. Yeah. Because, I don't know if we mentioned it, when the zombies come out, they come out of a coffin. A coffin emerges from the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it floats in the air. Yeah. Oddly enough. But usually it just sits there on the ground, and then the second it starts to open, it now becomes a deadly sprite. Yeah, you gotta watch out. Yeah, so you have to wait for it to open. Like, you can try to run through them, but I never had the cojones. Yeah, same here. Because, again, one hit, and you've lost your armor. Now, if you lose your armor, you do not lose your weapon. You lose its magical properties, yeah, but you don't lose it. And if you die, you still retain your weapon as well. Yeah, so that's why, man, once I got my, you know, I was like, you're going to pry this dagger from my cold, dead hands. Yes, and that's why at a certain point, I stopped getting chests altogether. Because what's the point? If you have gold armor and a dagger, don't bother anything. Yeah, it's, uh, there's nothing to gain from it. No, and there's much to lose. <laughs> yes. Now, halfway through this level, you get to the first little, like, cave kind of... Uh, dungeony areas it's like yeah a, they have these little like rooms that are kind of like you know you walk back behind these like gates and there's usually mm-hmm. fire skulls in there or something yes fight. i learned not to go in them oh yeah all. i go over them oh really i usually just went in and killed them but well i don't usually have the dagger at this point i don't yeah that's true sometimes so I'm, I'm i'm a lot more cautious in this area i feel you man i don't know i didn't i always i just don't like them shooting at me so i agreed now not only are these uh fire flowers inside these caves but you'll find them outside of them as well yeah and they're kind of obnoxious because as soon as you spawn them they'll fire kind of intermittently at you yeah even from off screen yeah they're real a-holes man um there's also those like jumping wolves yes in this level that are really can jump man (laughs) they can but uh they have a very specific path they take yeah, they're not. They're actually pretty easy to avoid. Yes, right? therefore I find them to be the, my my favorite enemy in this level because <laughs> they, I can reliably kill them b- well, I mean, before they get close. Mind you, any of these enemies aren't bad on their own. But no. when you're in a swarm, yes, of all of them at once, you're like Ugh. that. Combined with your bizarro double jump, 
that <laughs> doesn't really allow you to go tell anywhere you want, but maybe one of three places. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of like jumping over an enemy and then like, oh crap, jumping back. Yeah. And then praying that you're not going to land on something. And then towards the uh, next part of this level, the shifting ground reveals these giant pillars. Yeah, these like scary face pillars. They drop skulls out of their mouths. Yeah, which, you know, actually are pretty easy to avoid. Yeah, they're not bad. The problem is this is another spot where you're waiting for those to drop so you can run through. But you're also then spawning more zombies to yeah, fight. So it becomes like you're waiting for two things to synchronize their the right time. Yeah. You're like, so I, I actually died here the first time I went through because, you know, I, poor timing because yeah, yeah. of, of the various zombies and falling junk. And there's like, you know, plenty of places. And I think one of them in this section where you like, all right, I just got past this thing. And then you're like, oh, a chest appeared back there. And you're like, do I go back and get it? <laughs> yeah, or, like, is it worth it? I have to go back. Like, it's My like, son often would be like, you're not going to go back for that chest? And I was like, God, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm I made it those five feet. I'm, yeah. I'm getting forward. Like, no step back. And then you're at what I would consider the halfway point of the level. You, this we, is where you would normally find a ring, maybe like a, a bar to knock <laughs> off. You would think. Something like that. Yeah, and then the second half of this level, what another cool mechanic. Yeah, it's a weird, like, you're in this, like, beachy wave section. Yeah, you're kind of. on a bunch of, like, you know, the shoreline. Maybe some, like, a very, very small peninsula of land. Yeah, yeah. And then every few moments a giant wave comes and washes over everything. Now, if you are jumping and you are over a gap, that wave will just wash you into the abyss and you'll be dead. Yeah, you want to get on a pillar. Yes. (laughs) That's the safe spots. And also what it does is it washes away the lowest and smaller portions. They no longer exist. Yeah, and you'll have to jump over these pits, but you have to watch out because it also reveals some giant clams. Yeah, deposit some clams that jump, jumping clams. Yeah, they'll jump and shoot at you, but they're pretty easy to kill. Yeah, the, the key factor is you want to lead them. You want to be in the air when they jump so that they shoot, you know, up into the air, not at you. Oh, right, right. But, of course, they only take one hit, and you can get through this area... Not too hard. And then following that, you find yourself in Life Force. This is the uh, the Forest of Fear. Yeah, this is the end of the first level of Life Force, <laughs> where there's all these vines around. Now, you don't have to shoot through these vines, but there are those weird brain membranes that are growing. Yeah, there's weird brain things. Um, now, if you let them grow to full size, do they start doing like a different thing? Well, they'll like ex- some of them will explode, and then there's like eight shots that come out of them slowly okay. that you have to dodge. But you just I never wanna... let them get there. No, yeah, just gun them down right away. They take three or four hits, but they're not hard. They don't attack. So and there's some neat little these uh, flaming skull carts you have to avoid that roll I don't, around. I'm not sure I would say they're neat. Well, I mean, I think they're cool looking. Like, I'm like, if you're just, that could have been a, a ball or a right. rock, okay. you know, where I'm like, eh. And the physics of them is cool. Like, as the land deforms, it will change, you know, like the incline they're on and they will then fall down at you. Yeah, there's just a few. And you might think like, man, this is something, I don't know, this game has tons of neat little ideas that they just, you know, one off, you know, I'm like, you'll, oh, that's you'll cool. never see again. Yeah. Well, which, so, you know, I credit them for that. Yes. I, you know, I'll agree with you there. But then right after you get through those parts, you are at the first boss of the game. Yes, yes. Does this boss have a name? Um, yeah, okay. And the if you watch the ending, which I didn't earn, but I watched it anyways, it okay. does name a few monsters, and this is one. It is the cockatrice. Oh, I was just going to call it a giant bird. It's All it is is a or, giant bird with a telescopic neck. Well, a punk rock bird. It yeah, does okay. have a mohawk. It does, yeah, it has a mohawk. It has a green yeah. mohawk. And... Not only does it have a telescoping neck, it throws or sh- does it, how does the eggs, how does it get rid of those eggs? It spits, eggs? Them, spits out. them out. It chokes you? them out of its mouth. And kind of a gross animation. Like, it looks like it's really working it out there when it, it's like, 
like mm. pretty sweet. And then the eggs themselves don't hurt you, or maybe they do if you touch them. I, yeah, they will, but they probably. they'll hatch into uh, these little bird creatures called mini wings. Yeah, they look like a featherless baby bird, and they're about as um, useful as one. You can kill them very easily. Yeah, they're they're just there to take up your time for a second, I guess. Yeah, and really, this boss is um pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I never found that it like would get close enough to hit me with its neck. Right, um, especially if you can just go all the way to the left, there's the cliff wall. Mm-hmm. Like, if you stand there, it's like it never, it would always get right in front of me with yeah, its head. I had that same experience. Stand there chucking daggers into his face. I guess the real danger is to get hit by one of those eggs, maybe? Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I didn't really find that to be much of a danger either, and I gotta say thank you. Thank you for this easy, easier <laughs> boss, yeah. although it is a false sense of security yeah. that it's giving you. Now, when you defeat it, there's a portcullis behind it, and you can go through that, I'm guessing, onto the next level. Yes, quest two, the rotting sea. Yes, and this level starts you out on a like a ghost pirate ship. Yeah, this is uh, the graveyard of ships. It's this really good level design here. I really like, you know, you got the water, and it's just like it's a big ship that has been like broken in half. And yeah, so it's kind of listing at a at a at an off angle. You're not just running across it, you know, as it was pristine in the water. Yeah, and it looks, it's a good looking ship, man. Yeah, and then the background, you get those like cool ships uh, back there in the graveyard of, of the sea. And, you know, this level uh, introduces this weird little pulley thing that also never appears again. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little zip line you stand yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it takes you to the other side of the ship. But um, before you get to that, you do have to contend with some swinging uh, blades. Yeah, it's like pendulums. They're and all a like, bunch of ghosts. They're the ghosts, and they suck, man, because they're, they're weird. They're very random, like in where, where, and when they spawn. So there are these little wisps you. that are flying around the screen, and those don't hurt you. But once they stop and spiral, they will then turn into a physical ghost. Yeah, you can hurt that ghost, but it does come at you at sometimes at a shallow angle, which is hard to hit. Well, and yeah, since they're moving through stuff, and it's like you can only. Typically, with most weapons, you're shooting left or right, so Mm -hmm. it's tough to get them in your field of fire. Exactly. And then you have to contend with these swinging blades. Now, they're actually not that hard, because you can jump through the chain on them. Yeah. And with your double jump, you know, if you time it well, it's not too... It's a lot easier to get around them than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to be the sticking point of this level. But for me, they were not. It was just that never nonstop, relentless uh, sea of ghosts. (laughs) Yeah. Now, then, towards the back half of this level... There is a kind of a frightening spot where you do kind of a leap of faith off of the back of the ship onto like some sort of little platform. Yeah, there's like a raft being suspended there. And then once you land on it, it drops into the water. Yes, and now you're at the sea of despair. Like, I remember this. This is an auto-scrolling kind of level where you're on a raft moving slowly to the right, and you can move left and right within the screen, but you can't stop. No, and the raft will follow you when you jump. But there are some uh, weird fishmen in this this level that aren't that hard to kill. You just have to make sure you lead them out before you get close to them. Yeah, and you're also you're avoiding these like pink spiked coral walls that you you know the, yeah. the sea level rises and falls. So you use that to move over and under these obstacles. And honestly, your jump is big enough to where it's not that hard until you get to the parts where it's a tight area, yeah. and you have to like your jump is too big. And you'll hit yeah. the far wall, so you have to do these, like, jumps from further back than you would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, there's a lot of neat, um, I like the, I think, closer to the end there, where you'll see those green fish, like, they're in the background. Yeah, that's the kind of fishmen guys and I was they talking kinda, about. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like, once the wave comes, then they show up, they come out of the foreground, they attack you. It's a neat little, neat, neat trick. Yeah, and then, and there's a point at which you do have to, you know, jump from one raft to another. 
can be a little tricky at points because some of them yeah. are so close to each other. Again, you got to do that weird thing where you go further back than you would imagine. Yeah, it's yeah. You, you need to learn that jump. You do. And then the boss of this level also takes makes use of that uh, really interesting wave mechanic. Yeah, the weird uh, coral head, barnacle head thing. It looks like a giant head that has a brain made of coral. Yeah. And not just a brain, like a uh, brainiac style brain. Yeah, and it's got like a little kind of a like a water tornado cyclone thing at the bottom that's moving around. And Correct. I, I like this boss a lot. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It shoots um, shells at you. Yes, pointy shells. And this is when I found out how the shield worked. Oh, right, right. Because of an errant uh, save state. <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll save state when you when you don't mean to and you're about to take a hit. Yeah. And there's no avoiding that hit. <laughs> well, I was like, that's okay. I start this boss again. Live that repeat. And uh, But then I, to my surprise, think, just swallowed that hit. Nice. So I was I was quite pleased. Now, at this point, um, I was rocking some gold armor. Mm-hmm. And I found that the fire dragon... Did not seem to do much to this boss. It was yeah, very hard to hit it. I um this is I didn't mess with it, but the early bosses I was just like throwing daggers, man. Yeah, and if you have the daggers, this boss is not too hard. You the hardest part is avoiding the shells he shoots because yeah. sometimes they can become at a timing which makes it hard to jump more than one at a time. Well, a lot of the you know and it should be said not just this boss but a lot of the bosses and creatures in this game have a weird randomness to their patterns like that mm-hmm. it doesn't move as set as a lot of other bosses so it can be you still have to react a little even if you know what to expect right but you can destroy those shells with your weapons so that is a bonus oh, if you are okay. lined up with them oh, it's okay. kind of hard to do i never tried i was just well, with the yeah with the dagger it's a little easier because you can have so many of them out there and then you can only hit the guy when the water is at its highest tide point Mm, okay because that gets you into the range of his top of his head area right right where it is vulnerable and if you hit it enough times it will die just like every boss the now best. the bosses in this game do not have a health bar nor do they flash yeah you just just hit it till it's dead <laughs> they start exploding eventually they do now if you make this boss does it have a name um i didn't see it and if it was not at the mm. in the ending coral brain if lord coral brain does explode by your hand you will move on to the next scene. Yeah, Quest 3, the Vermilion Horror. The Vermilion Horror. Well, that's a name. Yeah, and the, the quite first part is the Crucible of Flame. And I really like this level. Um, yes, and what a crucible it is. You are in, it looks like some sort of a... Like a forge or something? Forge of, yeah, yeah, it's definitely some sort of forge with furnaces that run on lava, it looks like. And the lava looks cool, man. I really like the way it uh, the colors shift and stuff. It's it's good-looking stuff. My son pointed that out as well. He is a, he likes to study how different how different games use their sprites and animations. And right. he was really uh, wowed by the animation of this lava yeah, yeah, churning. It, it, uh, deservedly so. Now, this is the first level where you fight the giant cat things. Yeah, or the fire wolf men. Okay. Now, these guys are listed in the ending as woo. Woo. W-O-O. So, whatever you want to go, woo-woo. They shoot fire at you, kind of like a flamethrower. But the distance on it is not as long as your majority of your other weapons. Now, these guys are cool and kind of scary looking, but they're not that tough. No, in fact, I did not die by any of their hands. More deadly than them are these little fire sprites that come out of the... 
the lava. Much more deadly. And they will fly at you, just kill them right away. I used to try to avoid them when I first came because I was like, we'll just keep spawning, but they won't. No. So you have to kill all of them or they will come back in the middle of a jump when you just least expect it. And Now, mm. I lied. I said I did not die by any, any of their hands. I died by the hand of the, th the second one. Because the one thing that really stinks about this level is it is designed very wickedly to where you are blindly walking into situations. If you just move forward constantly or down as this area is, you will basically be hit by something at every turn. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially like those lava drops over yeah. the So the you need to <laughs> wait basically all the time. You go down the ladder halfway and then wait. You have to drop at the bottom, then See wait. See what's up. See what if you just keep going, you're going to die. Like at every turn, this, you know, this area was designed to drain <laughs> lives. To trick you, man. Yes. I Yes, I died a lot here. That's for certain. And then, boy, the second half of this area has another mechanic that is ooh, at the top of my gripe list oh, for yeah? this game. Yes, these pillars emerge from the lava and cool. Yeah. And then you must jump across them. I cannot describe to you how soul-crushing it was. Like the first time where I was like, all right, I think I can make this jump. And right before I landed on this pillar... It just falls down in the lava. And I was like, wait, what? No. Like, yeah. So there are no. many problems with these pillars. One, they only last for a certain period of time yep. before they melt back into the lava. Two, multiple of these jumps require pixel perfect it's jumping. The, the You want to back up a little before you jump most On of some time. of them. But then there are a few that you literally have to be at the edge of that sprite hitbox. Man. Like the pixel edge to make it to the next jump. It took me... I played this part a lot because yes even save stating i played this part a lot and once once you get through you're like ah, finally we're past that horrible part and well then... and then wait in the middle of it there's those weird uh rising and lowering spike places they're like platforms oh right that yeah. you have to judge like do i fall off this one do i jump off this one yeah they have and spikes on the side they're like conveyor yeah. belts too when you're yeah on and, and 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 the the time or the spacing of where you need to leave those to get on the other is very confusing sometimes when they're at different levels mm, yeah yeah but this whole area is a nightmare and but it's, hey it's it's all right you get through it you're done and there's just a nice little hill in front of you you can just go up that there's no enemies right well you, you would hope so, but unfortunately, you're going to find the worst enemy in the game. The Red Devil, or the, what do they call them? Red Armorer Aces. Yes, Armorer Ace. <laughs> and uh, this um, is some of the best AI in a certain way. Like, this guy, they react to you. They oh, dodge yeah. your shots, they follow you around, they screw with you. They fly like, away. Yeah. Now, you may remember this guy from World 1, one of uh, the original Ghosts and Goblins. This is the point where most of us got. And then died and yeah. then quit playing this game ever again. Yep. You get to one of these guys <laughs> and he flies around in similar patterns. But this one's even more more devious, more They're devilish. so hard to... The best tricks I could find were to... Well, okay. If you I, have the is, fire dragon magic... <laughs> that, that is that is the best trick. If you I, have the fire dragon magic, the second you see him on the screen, he, will, he won't move until you get closer or attack him. So if you use that that fire dragon magic while facing him, it will go right to the edge of the screen through him, which will make him react, then kill him. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the best thing about the fire dragon magic. I know. I mean, I imagine a lot of other magics would work as well, but this that's what I had when I. Now here, this was before I figured that out. So I actually fought him a bunch with my knives over and over, but. I started to develop kind of tactics where you just stand there, stand still for a few seconds, and wait for him to kind of start to do something, and then do it's like, like this little swoop, and I jump, 
but it's like don't ever shoot until he already starts moving because then if you shoot he'll just run away so i started doing all these like forward and then backwards jumps and shooting backwards and these weird (laughs) like it takes forever man and how many hits does that guy take it's a a good amount yes uh, a lot more than fire dragons just one hit so that's the way to go (laughs) yeah now i think that you're right other magics will work on him but the fire dragon magic is 100 percent every time i i mean it has a weird pattern, and then once you start fighting these guys, and I'm like, this has to be made to fight these guys. Like, it's like the perfect shape to, to hit them. Yeah, exactly. And you'd think, maybe I'm at the end of the level after an encounter like that, but you're not. No, no. This and is the Towers of Molten Steel. And they're they're really cool. I like what they're trying to do here. Yeah, it's a neat idea where you, you have these, like, uh, spiral, you're, you're going up around a tower that's kind of rotating, like you stay fixed. A little Kirby's uh, Dreamland-esque. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so you are, your sprite is walking forward in the middle of the screen, but the pillar is, like, rotating so that it looks like you're going up and up. And then as you do that, you're scrolling, like, gargoyles towards yeah, like you. statues, and then there are those little... Uh, bats that fly around now the bats can be a little bit of a pain because they Mm -hmm. can fly through the floor and they if they come in at a shallow angle like anything in this game it's really hard to hit yes but the gargoyles fairly easy yeah and they're they're not too strong either Uh, and then you have to take a platform from one tower to another and that's not that tricky no just a little ride over maybe pick up some money bags that's where it can get a little tricky you just want to be at the very um leading edge the far right right because when you jump you stay yeah you know in one spot but the the platform keeps moving yeah so it can get out from under you yeah but there are a great number of bags to get here there's like seven yeah get those continues man yeah fill up on those continues and then at the final pillar that's where the new enemy appears as well little like goblins or something or i thought they were like dogmen yeah maybe but you know in the zelda universe that's kind of like uh the same thing right right but these guys, uh, they appear at the top of the screen or like in a window type thing and then jump out at you. Yeah, and they will, they'll keep dropping. They're, they're, not, they're very weak. They only take like one hit. So you just have to be slow and see, you know, don't yeah. try to cruise through this or else one of them will get you. But I really, uh, this entire area, I had no problems with. You, if you go slow and steady, you this, should be able to make through this part. This is a great break after the previous uh, event. Oh, entirely. And then after the final pillar... You're going to make a series of jumps across platforms that are a little harder than normal, but not impossible. And you know you're getting towards a boss the way they're being laid yeah, out. Yeah, it's very, uh, very much like the dragon in Mega Man Two, kind of the lead up to it. Mm-hmm. And man, what a boss this is! Um, you know, I called it the uh, flying mastodon caterpillar. Okay, I, I just wrote skull worm, but it is a very weird, gross creature. Uh, it's not, It looks like a bug or something. It kind of has a caterpillar body. Yeah. It does have a skull head with tusks. Mm-hmm. And it's also very weird in how, how it behaves. It was... Because I was super confused at first. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know if the game was messing up. I was like, is this really how you're supposed to fight it? Because for the first, I don't know how many seconds of its encounter, it, it zooms in around you. Yeah, and you're inside it as it as it creates like a C shape. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it, and it just rotates around you, and there's like the gap. Yeah, between its uh, head and tail. That and, I, I guess uh, you could jump out of if you wanted. Um, yeah, there were times where I thought I was supposed to, but I never did. I just was like, just stay there and shoot it in the face as it rotates around. Yeah, you. And you, it moves fast, so you got to move. You know, you, you got to turn left, left right. yeah, back and forth to hit it in the head, and then eventually it, it leaves, and uh, it has. And before it leaves, it summons in some rocks, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's what I was like. Are those rocks or clouds? Or... <laughs> and, and it leaves, and then the rocks fly across the screen at you. But 
you, if you double jump, you can avoid them all they, very easily. They're pretty easy. And then when you land, it it circles you again. And, and then I killed it in yeah, that second say, circling. Same here. <laughs> it was like every time. So yeah, not too bad of a boss. No, no. I, this this is actually I think the easiest boss. I, now that I now that I re- replay the encounter on my mind, I, <laughs> it required very little effort, and I died not even once. This is a yeah. So it's a, it's a sweet little reward for such a hard level. Yes. And um, I think its bizarreness is just a little precursor to what you're about to experience. In the next area. Yeah, this is uh, Quest Four: The Ghoul's Stomach. Very fitting. Yeah, and um, it's in the manual. It says it's like to get through the gate to the Phantom Zone, you have to go through the Ghoul's Stomach. What? It's so weird and gross. But... Did you go in the Ghoul's mouth at some point? <laughs> in this, uh, yeah, this is a weird level, but it's pretty. Uh, the graphics are good. It's really kind of gross, uh, fleshy mm. looking. Very, backgrounds. very gross. And there's like, like gray, these... kind of desiccated almost. Yeah, and then the enemies in this area, I don't remember what they are. Well, there's the the flame, the green flame skulls that come up that are just like the flowers. Yeah, and then there's uh, the blue genie guys or whatever. Oh yeah, with, with the, the axes. Axe. Yeah, those and guys. Those guys yeah. spawn in the walls and then yeah. can come at you at weird angles too. That's what it makes them tough because they're not vulnerable very much. No, and then this level is very unique because you're going to be walking through and it's like on a sort of a timer. Where the ground and ceiling starts to flash and you know something's up. And Mm -hmm. what's up is that it's all about to change into a horrible toothed hellscape. Yeah, all the... the, From this, like, grayish-brown background turns all red with uh, spikes and teeth. And you want to get... There are certain safe platforms you jump to. And you get there and they make kind of a cage. And then it will rotate the level around you. weird flesh cage. Yeah, and... um, That creepily grows around you. Yep, and you're not getting out of there until it lets you. (laughs) Yeah, and then you got some awesome Mode 7 graphics doing that full rotation, you know, on the level. And then... um, Reminds me of Super Castlevania I was going to say the same thing. They have a similar level. And then you leave that cage in a new orientation. Although I was always a little confused. And I was like, oh, I hope I'm not backtracking. Right, right. Because it felt like a lot of times where you had been is now like a pit... Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I'm not sure. I wasn't paying enough attention. Well, you might think, you'd be like, if I fall down there, I'll have to do... Like, no, you'll just die. It's a pit now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. And there's a lot of chests in this area, though. So that's mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then towards the end of this area, it's uh, you get a long corridor of the flesh mm-hmm. before you get that final flip over into the toothful hellscape <laughs> that is the evil stomach. <laughs> but I really didn't find this level to be too hard. No, this is for me. This is where the game I feel like started to let off a little. Where I was like, okay, like once I got through here, I was like, I can, I think mm, I can beat this game a little. But then the second half of this level, I feel like it kind of makes up for it. I see. This is where I really started abusing the magic for its invincibility a lot. Because... Uh, okay, and I really wish I had because I wasn't thinking about that. And the second part of this level is you on a platform that is. It tilts. It's tilting, <laughs> but it's tilting the background too. It's very yeah, confusing you're, you're to look f- at. Uh, the fixed point in the middle of the screen, and then yeah. it's like as you're, you know, this platform's carrying you through this uh, level, which you know, of course, has guts that shoot gas out or something. And, and it's those those guts shooting gas that that you used your invincibility through. And I wish I had. You can't. I mean, but they otherwise can be you're tough, running like. back and forth on your platform trying to dodge it. Yes, and there are also those brains. There's blue ones now that have come, and, and little demons similar to the fire sprites. That, mm-hmm. uh, those are the biggest uh, pain in the butt. But and really, the hardest part of this level is just the disorientation of it all. You just want to stay on that big platform and ride it out. Yeah, 
And once you get through it, now there's a doorway that takes you from the first area to that area, which is a little unique as far as these levels are mm -hmm. concerned. And then at the very end, there's just another like background door you hit and boom, you're going through it. It's yeah. very sudden, but man, welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you are at a boss. And what is this boss? This it's, is the Hydra. Okay, that's, that's my, pretty cool. It's a three-headed dragon. boss, yeah. But I got to say, again, not too hard of a boss. No, no. I'm, I mean, it does. I do want to say, too, that big heart in the background of its lair yes. is pretty awesome looking. It um, is. And its lair is kind of weird. It's kind of like a goopy floor, and it's got like a portcullis behind it of, I was, of The floor bones. looks like icing to me, but anyway, I'll go with icing. Icing, I swear. Okay, anyhow. Um, but yeah, the, the Hydra is an awesome boss. Um, it's a like It's got three heads, a red, a white, and a green, mm -hmm. which to me, especially when I got this game as a kid, I was like, oh, it's almost Tiamat. Oh, okay. It just needs a blue and a black head, and we'll be set. But I thought it was an Italian, <laughs> yeah, Italian of Neapolitan Hydra. Uh, well, it uh, and each head just shoots uh, these fireballs. It's I say all the same fireball. Yep. So you just shoot them in the face. Uh, the mm -hmm. heads will die. Um, sometimes they will change into a little dragon man. Oh, really? Each head will become a different one, and they'll run across the screen to reform as a Hydra on the other side. Yeah, I just what would the the first time I was fighting him, he did that. I'd already killed one head, so only two heads turned into little dragon men and ran okay. over. It was kind of neat. but Fun fact. Pretty easy, though. Dragon magic works decent on this boss. Oh, yeah. It doesn't move around a lot, so if you can get the heads on the edge of your screen, yeah, it'll just go through them, yeah. and it hits them pretty hard. I did that, and then you know, a couple more seconds with the enchanted daggers, mm -hmm. this guy was toast. Yes. Well, you defeat this uh, Italian Hydra. And you get to go to the next area. Uh, yes, quest five, the deep chill. The deepest of chills. Oh, yeah. Now, this is where I have another gripe with the game. And it's one of my only negatives as far as uh, graphics go. Oh, yeah? You can start seeing a lot of the sprite swapping, the palette swaps in this area. Oh, well, yeah, you do get the... Now you have the frost wolf men. And, and the frost flowers. And they have, yeah, there's some flowers, and uh, there I think there's some wolves later. But... Now, this area, the enemies are very easy. What's hard is trying to figure out where you're supposed to jump. Yeah. Well, there's all these ice crystals that are mm -hmm. spikes, so you got to watch out for those, and you're kind of going up. It's kind of foresty. Uh... There's one really tricky jump they have you do here where you have to jump out into nothing and then double jump back onto a ledge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know I what like you're talking about. I was getting scared. I was scared that they were like, <laughs> this was going to be the new norm. Like, there was going to be a lot more of these tricky jumps. But luckily, not so much. Yeah, it's not not too bad. But still still pretty tough. Um, and then you get to the point where you start having to destroy those ice crystals, like yeah. tentacles that grow out. Yeah, and they shoot out of the ground. And once you hit them, the whole, part, the whole tentacle shatters. They come out of these weird random angles. I don't know. This always stressed me out where I was like, oh, my God. But I never died at them. No. Like, is there any other creatures attacking you during that part? Yeah, there's those weird, uh, those flying, like, knights. They have the shields. They move kind of medusa heady. That's what it was. And you cannot hit them from the front. Yeah. You can only destroy them from behind. I just avoided them. Pretty much entirely did the same thing. Now, there is a point where you're kind of at the top of the screen and they're coming around you. And that can be, mm -hmm. like, you have to actively move between each and every one of them. But usually you can just stay in the same spot and avoid all of the wave. Mm. Now, after you get through those ice tentacles, we find your best friend, Mr. Aramur. Yes, he's back. And I guess you got a nice playing field to fight him on if you choose to do so, but I this was uh, cheated my way through. Yeah, th by this point was where I was like, 
I'm using just I'm just using the fire magic. I was like, I'm gonna try and get it on him. I think this might have been the first one where I was like, Oh, it works, it's one hit. Great. It is great. And if you make it through him, you are treated to a very interesting looking area. Yeah, the ice wall. There's a bunch of treasure chests and bags like hidden in these ice columns. Yeah, and there's um you wanna watch out because the ceiling is very spiky. It will it will kill you if you hit it. It will, I learned that the hard way. Yeah, and too. now those wolves are here, but in their Arctic variant. Mm-hmm. So they are white, but I found them to be very, very easy to get through. Yeah. The hardest part of this area is to not jump while avoiding them. Yeah, yeah. And this is also where we'll start to see the snow avalanche sequence thing. Yeah, and that is really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was a neat, like, you know, you'll... So you'll the, just be walking and you'll see the um there'll be like ladders or something and then, well the very first time if you get caught by the snow avalanche i think you have to jump over it the first time you see it mm-hmm. and if you get caught by it it just drags you to the bottom of the hill yeah and no no harm no foul it. yeah so that's pretty cool but then uh as you progress it becomes a little more uh hectic and it will drag you into pits yeah you just want to get to you, ladders are the safe spots. Yeah, there generally. are ladders, and you need to be on that ladder. And then if you're holding onto the ladder, no matter at what point you're holding onto it, it will keep you safe as the avalanche goes past. And if you can make it through the avalanches, the very last one is kind of a race mm-hmm. up a hill. And waiting for you at the top of the hill. is a weird boss. Yeah, the samurai dragon skeleton i see i thought it was an ice zombie torso well what happens is the bottom half of it shatters yeah and the top half starts flying around at you and uh shoot some energy stuff there's some weird projectile looks like a cloud or a wind thing i, I saw once or twice mm-hmm. but i just shot the crap out of this guy really yeah yeah again the bosses are not no, the hardest parts no. of these levels no no not I mean, by they all are a long shot. very easy compared to most of the levels. So Yes. Now, this boss does have a lot of stuff coming out of it at times, so that could be a challenge. But if you uh, have your armor rolling strong with an enchanted weapon, hopefully you can get through him in short short work. Now, looking at these maps, I'm noticing that a lot of these bosses are guarding uh, portcullis of different designs. Yeah, yeah, going through your next room. <laughs> this one is doing the same. So I take it if you destroy him, you go through it and into, oof, what a creepy area. Yes, uh, the castle of the emperor. Well, the emperor has some creepy walls. Yeah, with the faces. and There are some really creepy faces in these walls, man. And well, I, I always thought they would do something, but they don't. Yeah, they just, just, They're just there to creep you out. They're looking at you, man. And then what else is in this uh, castle to creep you out, Nick? Oh, well, um, there are three red demons that you're going to have to fight in a row. Yes, Mr. Armor and Where? his two best friends. If you haven't figured out the magic tricks by now, you're like, this is, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> He would be just spewing lies. Like, actually fighting all three of these guys without magic would be really hard. And then there's also these weird um, cockatrice heads. Yeah, that it's are just mounted. the head part of the boss from the first level <laughs> and it the its neck is in the wall somewhere yeah and it, just... and it sticks out but again when you first see it it will never be able to reach you from that point right yeah it's you just kill it it's pretty easy <laughs> yeah yeah and this uh, this is actually a pretty short level and you get to the boss who is the boss su- of the game a sutoroto or so you think yeah, yeah this is the boss from the original am i yeah, correct which i had always referred to him as lucifer so okay i believe that's what he used to be called but i'm now, not is that sure. because you used to talk about this game a lot or what uh, I, I, did you refer to the ending of this game no, quite often i just remember uh at least from magazines looking at okay. the, you know ghosts and goblins where i was like whoa lucifer that's that's a real now know, the devil this boss is i think one of the first challenges 
because right off the bat, you realize you can't just shoot it wherever you want. This yeah. is one of the few that has a weak spot. You got to hit him in the head. And it's uh, fairly generous. Head to shoulder area. Yeah, it's a weird, like, well, because he also has a face in his stomach. Yeah, it's it's gross and creepy. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it kind of mimics the faces in the walls. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I think, uh, you know, the belly shoots out this, like, fire. Yeah, it's like a flamethrower. Flame, and then the, he will shoot lasers out of his uh, eyes or his mouth somewhere in his head, I think. But what gets me about this boss is just when you think that you've got the pattern down, he will switch up his pattern. Yeah. So it's like usually, you know, like fire, fire, laser. But every once in a while, he'll just fire, fire, fire. Or laser out in some weird spot. And you're like, what? Yeah, this guy, since he doesn't move back and forth, you can kill him with the fire magic again. Again, yeah. Two and hits will do it. So, Like I said, I, it wasn't that hard. It's just that it, 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 it does switch things up a little bit. So oh, therefore, it, it, it it's a little more of a challenge than, say, that last guy. Oh, yeah, compared to a lot of the other bosses, yes. Now, if you had played the first one and you thought that you were at the end of the game because you had beaten the boss of the first game, you would be wrong. Once you've defeated him, you move on. No yes. portcullis behind him, but there is a doorway. Yes. I'm guessing you go through that doorway. And you do, to the hallway of ghouls. Ooh. And uh, it's not really a hallway. It's more of a vertical uh, shaft. Yeah, and there are a lot of those bird heads in here. There are, but again, they are not that hard. They, I love seeing them because they're so easy. Yeah. Um, There's a just, red demon too, right? You wait for them to extend their neck and then just hit them a bunch. Yep. Now, yes, at the top, there is a red demon. Just the one, though, so that's nice. And a couple more of those heads. And then we start getting into uh, a real devious enemy, and that is the haunted treasure chest. Oh, the mimic? Yes. Yeah, those guys, we've seen them before, but these guys can be a real pain because you may think it's a chest and run into it and die. But it's a little off color, so it's not too much of it a danger. It does look, but they'll do a jump, and then this little pink ghost guy comes out after you. What really gets me about these chests, these mimic chests, is that you can't kill them right away. Yeah. You have to wait for them to open after they've done their little jump thing. So, again, you're stuck. You can't move forward. You're waiting yeah. on things to happen. And when you're standing still in this game, is the worst time. Yes. But, you know, hopefully you can make it past them. And if you do, at the very top of this uh, hallway as they call it, is the actual final boss. Yeah, he's kind of similar to the last one, Asutorato, but this is Nebaroth. He's a big green It's the green version. Demon. Now, this guy gave me some trouble. He's, uh, yeah, he's similar. He's got uh, his, he has a fire that comes out of his belly, but it's a much longer range. And it changes. Sometimes it's short range, sometimes it's long range, and then sometimes the long range one will, like, stay out. Like, yeah. like the fire will, will leave him and then be wherever it was for a little longer than you would imagine. I have a theory that it's like, you know, his fire is just goes diagonal mm -hmm. and that it's short when he's up on the lip. Like it doesn't, it hits right. the floor. That's probably what it is. And then when he gets close, cause there's like, it's not a flat floor. There's like no, a gap in there the middle. There is a gap, which you can still be hit by the fire in there, but you need to jump in that gap because his second attack is this giant wave of lasers. Yeah, a big, like triple beam. It's now, huge. You can jump over it. You can uh, also with, crouch, with some good, good uh, timing. And actually, no, you don't even have to crouch if you are. Oh, really? Well, I mean, if you're in that the divot, the lowered portion. Oh, yeah. You yeah. don't have to deck crouch at all. Now, this boss is all about, um, you know, avoiding that giant wave of lasers by being in the ditch mm -hmm. and then trying to get as many headshots in as you can around the fire. If you have, again, fire dragon magic is four hits. Oh, really? Him. Yeah. The, the problem is you have to keep him right at the edge of your screen. And yeah. he does walk back and forth a lot. It's, it is a weird, um, but 
I went with lasers to the head. That was my main tactic. I, I think that's a fine tactic. As well. And I did die here a couple of times. No, no joke. Um, you know, like I said, he changes it up a lot. It's not going to be one, two, three, one, two, three. Just when you think it will be, it'll be one, three, one. Yeah. Or some other weird combination. Well, I mean, it should be a little trickier, you know? It should be. But, you know, you've had a lot of training. You've fought in a lot of bosses. Yeah. Hopefully you've got the daggers. You've got your armor. Hopefully you can defeat Nebaroth. And if you do, you have beaten the game. Kind of. Yeah, well, you... This is where you get the the great message from uh, Princess uh, Guinevere. It's like, I dropped my magic bracelet. In fact, it was the entire reason she was kidnapped, apparently. Well, she didn't realize. Uh, they do talk about where she's like, I, I dropped it so they wouldn't get it. Correct. So it's like, oh, but now you just have to go start the game over on a higher difficulty. And you do retain any weapons or armor that you had at the boss fight. Although it is a higher difficulty. And when you get the bracelet, it's, uh, it's a new weapon mm -hmm. that shoots this little magic ball out, but it has no magic. So you can't, like, when you play through it again, you can't be like, well, I'm just going to use my magic on the red armors. Like, you know, I don't know when, where you find the bracelet, but it's just a fireball that you're shooting, which is pretty, it looks awesome, and I'm sure it's strong, but you need that fire dragon to kill those guys. I know. And I guess if you get through the entire game a second time. Yes. Then you have a brand new final boss. Yeah. And the, it's the same looking guy, just larger in armor, but he still has a, a weird mouth in his stomach. Yeah, and this a, is actually Sardius in the throne room, but he's like a full screen tall and um, his belly mouth will emit these little, like he's shooting lasers out in all 360s and his belly mouth will emit these little platforms that you can jump on and jump up to hit him in the head. Oh, that sounds really fun and easy. It's a, uh, I, I didn't do this, but uh, from watching it, I was like, this looks like a long, grueling battle because you can jump up there, you get one or two shots off, and then you start the whole cycle over of waiting for him to spawn these platforms and mm -hmm. dodging these lasers and so forth. But it's a cool-looking boss, I think. Uh, no, he looks awesome. He looks way cooler than the other two bosses. Yeah, and it really angers me that they would hide a cool boss behind the game twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you somehow have the fortitude, to go through this game twice. You are made of sterner stuff than me. And you beat this boss. Then you're given the final real ending. Yeah, which is a pretty decent ending. Uh, you know, Guinevere, she floats down from the sky, runs over and hugs you. Uh, and then there's some, you know, text story stuff. Uh, you get some enemy credits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when it goes through, you know, it introduces like Arthur and Princess. And it gives you her measurements, uh, her height, weight, and bust. And uh, different world, folks. Um, and you uh, then it's like a little picture of, you know, you guys riding on a horse as the credits go by. All right. And you said it shows you some enemy names. and A few. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them. They're just weird, random ones. But like and then zombie. Finally, uh, uh, the end. Uh... Yeah, I, mean, I think the last. Yeah, it's you get a close up of Arthur hugging the princess. And then you get the end with a question mark. Hmm. And that is the final ending of this game well here we are in the review portion of the show and of course we use the classic nintendo power review system that has four categories with scores ranging from zero to five starting with graphics and sound all right nick for graphics and sound i gave this game a 4.0 same here i said it's so so good the sprite designs are great I think the levels look awesome. The yeah. backgrounds are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Not not too, you know, not a lot going on, but what is there fits. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have almost no complaints in this category, except for basically the, the palette swapping. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Uh, Towards the end? I mean, that's that's one of my, that's my only big complaint. It's, uh, I like, the, you know, I like the music and stuff. Um, music is wonderful. It's not exactly, I don't know, it's not like super catchy necessarily, no. but I really like it. Um, it's very, fits the theme. Yeah, it, it makes you feel like you're on this gothic adventure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, the, there's some cool looking bosses too. A lot of the levels, you have great uh, gross out levels in the middle there. Yeah, agreed. You know, this game is super varied. You don't see the same thing more than once when it comes to level design. That's why I was just a little disappointed that you see more of the, you know, that first boss return as a head enemy. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the enemies returning as just a palette-swapped version of their earlier self. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick, what did you uh, rank the play control? Uh, I gave it a 2.5. As did I. I'm like, it's there's not much to control. No, I said it's close, just not close enough. Well, I mean, Arthur's jump sucks. Like <laughs> My next note is the awkward jump. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to, I mean, you get the double jump, and I mean, it's not... It's just a very awkward double jump. The you... fact that you, you very rarely have a double jump that is a fixed jump. Right. So it's just an odd mechanic to begin with. Yeah. And then you add into it the fact that you can change direction with that second jump. It just puts you in some real squirrely um, positions, and when they ask you to do that as part of the level design... It barely works. It's uh, it's jump is just so weird. Like it's it's very unlike other jumps, and there aren't a lot of other jumps like it. So when you play this game, you're like, that's like you know, ghouls and ghosts one on one. Like you got to learn this jump and get it down right yeah. away because you're not going to get far without it. And then when you get to places like that pillar area, yeah, that pixel perfectness, and or the times where you have to backtrack to jump, just makes it just a little off. Yep. All right. What did you uh, say the challenge factor of this game was? Um, I give it a 5.0. Um, I give it a 4.5. I almost bumped it down to 4.5 for Infinite Continues, but I'm, there's just something about this game, man, that like it's like it's hard on my soul to play that, like because it's so frustrating because the, like <laughs> every part of every inch of every level feels like a mile. <laughs> you have to. It's all like an uphill battle, and yeah. you finally get there. There's no breaks. There's no, like, all right, we'll take it easy. Here's an easy part, or an easy jump. Like, no, it's all hard. You have to earn every everything. Yeah, this game is so hard. Uh, too hard, in fact. And it's just, it's just, the fact that you have to beat the game twice is just the final, like, level of meanness. Ugh, it's like a slap in the face, man. Like, it still makes me mad. Like, why would you do that? You know? Like, who thought that's cool? Somebody, somebody had to come up with it. I don't, this idea didn't just birth itself like i don't know man i i don't know either but i do know that that this game is definitely i would say possibly the intentionally hardest that we have reviewed so far i guess yeah and to be fair it is kind of a franchise staple of being ridiculously hard but it's like just back off a bit man just a bit yeah all right well our final category is theme and fun and i'm I'm not going to lie, I really struggled with this category. It's hard, man. Cause Especially because we use the Nintendo Power System, and it is a weird system. We we yeah. originally picked it because it's goofy, it's fun, and it doesn't really require us to you know, have hard opinions that can be tallied in a normal way. Right. But, man, uh, never have I played a game where the two parts of this category were so diametrically opposed. <laughs> Because the theming is awesome. I love the theme in this game. I love the way the levels look, the way the way they play out together, you know, how they flow from one area to another, how the they're represented on that big map. 
theming wise, I would give this game like a 4.5. It's yeah. The problem is almost everything about this game conspires to make it less fun. <laughs> I this game like there's a lot I really like about it. So, you know, like okay, I gave it a 3. I gave it a 2.5. I think um the biggest problem with this game, you know, isn't even the difficulty. If you had a password or, you know, you can I can play a little bit and mm-hmm. stop, but it's like no, you have to play it all in one go twice. Like that's yeah. not cool, man. Like it's I really mean, hard. I said it was fun and the levels are awesome, but the fun is all sapped and drained away <laughs> as you just slog inch through inch through some of these levels. Man, like talking about this game, you know, as we're going through and I was like, man, you know, these levels don't seem that bad. Now that I think about it, maybe I should play them again. But it's like, no, you don't know what you have to go through to get there. It's so hard. Like if yeah. I could start at the beginning from, you know, having beaten it, you know, like without cheating or save states, like just if there was a password or continues something to, so that you didn't have to do it all every time. Like, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's cruel and unusual punishment. I I must agree. Well, I ask this question every podcast, <laughs> and I think I know the answer. But Nick, should you play this game? I don't know, man. Um, I like I said, I really like this game, even though it's brutal. I feel like most people probably wouldn't like it for that. But if you, here's what I say, man: load it up with something with save states, play a level every now and then, and it'll be all right. You could make your way through it. But yeah, if you're real, I kind of. I kind of went both ways. I said, most people know, don't play this game. Just go watch a playthrough. Right. Go right. watch a playthrough on YouTube and you'll get to see all the cool stuff this game offers. For everyone else that's like, no, I want to play this game. I want to get through it or I want to experience some of it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you entirely. Save state. Just save state away. Yeah. I it mean, won't It won't make the game easy. Not by any stretch of the imagination. And I mean, really, okay, look, if you're really like, I know I want to beat this game without cheating, you know, and I'm going to, you know, you, there's, you can get enough continues. It can be done. It's just so long and, and heart-wrenching to like go through it. I, I don't know. So I guess that's really more of a maybe. Yeah. Maybe from both of us. Yeah. Next week's game will be a comic book double feature. For the Game Boy, we will be playing Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan. So find a copy of these games any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along. And remember, if there's anything that uh, we forgot or got wrong or that you want to say to us, just let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. Please like the show on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Say hi to us on Twitter at Card Command. Like us in real life. You can uh, subscribe to the show and get the show as soon as it drops. It would make us really happy and have our numbers go up in the beginning of the week. Yes, yes. We don't have to pay attention to it later. And of course, we must always thank our wonderful patrons at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is you that make this show financially possible. I have tried uh, pawning my gold and my bronze armor, but (laughs) apparently they're both fake. No. I know. But no, we must. We always thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. You make this show happen. And as always, cartridge commandos, game on! Twofer. Nice.